Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast. I've been working through a series titled Questions About Heaven on a Sunday in Faithbuilders. We started it back in April and the day I started the series marked a year since mum went home to heaven. When you've lost a close loved one you especially dread special occasions like their birthdays and the anniversary of the death and I'm sure some of you know about that. I therefore decided on that day that I wanted to remember mum in a happy and hopeful way and therefore started the series on heaven. As I was thinking about what to take today, I thought I'd share some thoughts from that first week with church. Taking the series on heaven has really been helpful to me and it's been amazing to see how my own spirit just got so excited each week when I've sat down to study and prepare for the lessons. You may recall mum's last message to church was, I'll see you later. As Christians, we never say goodbye to each other at death. We just say, I'll see you later. That doesn't mean that when a loved one dies, we're not sad. We grieve, but we don't grieve hopelessly. We grieve hopefully. Don't ever tell someone who has lost a loved one not to cry because they're in heaven. We need to grieve, cry and mourn at the loss of a loved one. The Bible even tells us to mourn. That said, we can be hopeful because as Christians we have a hope and know we will be reunited with that person one day. We will see them later. Heaven becomes much more real to you when you have a close loved one there. So how much do you think about heaven? I read this quote. What you believe about the future determines how you live today. I'll say it again. What you believe about the future determines how you live today. When you read about what the Bible has to say about the future, it ought to motivate you to think about how are you living in the present. When you know where you're going, it should make all the difference to how you live while you're still in the world. My question to you is does it? It's a quote from C.S. Lewis. If you have read history, you will find that the Christians who did most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next world. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this world. How much do you think about heaven? As I said at the start, I've found myself thinking and wanting to study more about it since losing mum than I ever have before. Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven a lot. What do you think about when you think about heaven? White fluffy clouds, harps, angels, forever singing. Do you think it'll be boring? That's not the Bible's view of heaven. As we've been going through the series, I have been learning so much more about this remarkable place. Heaven is the hope of the believer. The Bible tells us our citizenship is in heaven. This world is not our own. We're just passing through. I once heard someone share about heaven using five words, mostly starting with the letter N. And I want to share those five simple ideas about heaven with you today by looking at Revelation 21 verses 1 to 6. And I encourage you to spend more time thinking about heaven for yourself. The first word is new. Everything in heaven is new. Verses 1 to 2 of Revelation 21 read, 
Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 5 says, Behold, I make all things new. We all like new stuff, don't we? There's something about new that entices the human heart. In heaven, everything is new. It tells us that the old earth and the old heaven will pass away. Think for a moment about the fact that God made the whole universe in six days. Parts of this world are so beautiful and God made it in six days. He spoke and it was done. Jesus said nearly 2,000 years ago, I go to prepare a place for you. Just imagine what heaven will be like after all that time of preparing. One question we've considered in faith builders in recent weeks is what we'll look like in heaven. The Bible tells us that we will all have a new body. I don't know about you, but I'm excited at that thought. I'm sure anyone over the age of 50, if not younger, is encouraged to hear that news. As we get older, we struggle more and more with these earthly bodies. It gets harder and harder to get out of bed in the morning. Our eyesight starts to fail and I've now got permanent ringing in my ears, so I'll welcome the idea of a new body. But what the Bible tells us about our new bodies is absolutely amazing. And we're going to receive them in the twinkling of an eye at the rapture when Jesus comes again. The second N is the word near. God is near in heaven. You know, it sometimes doesn't feel like God is near while we're on this earth, especially when we go through the trials and tribulations of this life. It might not feel like it, but the Bible teaches that he is regardless of how we feel. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, God is close to the brokenhearted. Verse 3 of Revelation 21 reads, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. In the Old Testament, the Hebrews believed that God was near in all places to a degree, but they believed the place God was profoundly present was the tabernacle or the temple. Depending on who you were, You could get closer to God and only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies. And that was just once a year. In heaven, there's going to be no barriers to God, no divisions. No matter who you are, you will meet Jesus. You will see your king face to face. That verse tells us clearly that God will live with us. Just think of those times when you've really felt the presence of God while you've been here on earth. Just imagine that feeling all the time and I'm sure that's still nowhere near what it's going to be like to be in his presence forever. The third word is not. You know, there's certain negative things we have to navigate on this earth that we won't have to deal with in heaven. Verse 4 of Revelation 21 says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. You know, we may cry a lot of tears in this life, 
but there'll be no tears of sadness, mourning or pain in heaven. Psalm 56 verse 8 tells us that God captures and keeps every tear we cry on earth, but God's going to collect no more tears in heaven. There's going to be no sorrow, no mourning, anything that breaks your heart on earth won't affect you in heaven. You won't feel any sadness. There's no death in heaven. Death is part of the old order. There's no disease in heaven. Just think what that means. No funerals, no graveyards, no memorial services. There's going to be no pain or relational, emotional or physical pain will be gone in heaven. We won't need wheelchairs or hearing aids or glasses, walking sticks or painkillers. There'll be no need for doctors or nurses or dentists or opticians, undertakers, and that's just to name just a few. That's a wonderful thing to think about when we struggle to get out of bed in the morning because of our aches and pains. The fourth N is the word need. In heaven, we will need for nothing. Verse 6 of Revelation 21 says, He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Jesus is going to satisfy the spiritual needs of your life. Many times in the Bible, Jesus refers to living water. In heaven, we will desire nothing that is unrighteous. Temptation won't be in heaven. Anything righteous that you desire will be supplied to you immediately and with abundance. I'm sure we can all think of things that could be added to our lives now that would make them better. In heaven, you will have everything that you need. There's not one thing that can be added to you in heaven that will increase your joy. Just think about that. Can you imagine a life when you need for nothing? The last N, which I'm spelling with a K, and you'll see what I mean, is the word no. Do you know that you are going to heaven? Do you know or do you just hope you will? You need to be certain. You need to be able to say that you know. You can be confident that you're going to heaven. My mum knew she was going to heaven. Hence her final message to church. I'll see you later. Will she see you? 1 John 5 verse 11 to 13 reads, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Do you know that you have eternal life and that you're going to heaven? I've shared before how I love to think of my mom today in heaven, no longer in pain but rejoicing in the presence of her Saviour. I know that I will see her again when I meet my Saviour and I hope and pray that you can say the same. I'm really enjoying taking the series on Heaven with Faith Builders. We've been looking at lots of different questions about heaven in more detail. And I'm finding the more I study about this wonderful destination, the more I look forward to spending eternity there.
I hope you too can get excited about your eternal destination. One final thought. If you book a holiday, you take the time to find out information about where you're going beforehand. And that's just somewhere you're going to go for a week or two. Surely you should want to take the time to find out as much as you can about the place that you will spend eternity. Can I encourage you to research what the Bible teaches us about heaven for yourselves? You may be surprised at what you find out. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week.